It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. We're back from yet another hiatus of a week or so because I'm, well, I guess I've been back for about a week almost. But hey, you know, we're back and we're going to talk about the Boston Bruins because we are a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And I am, of course, the A. I'm here with Tim. Thank you. That was so sweet. (laughs) And Nick. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, This is the part where I would say Jeff is on assignment, but, and he kind of is on assignment. He just moved. He's being solo dad for Mm -hmm. some instances because Dr. Julie has returned to work and Jeff is now in his new role as stay at home dad, which I think is awesome for him. It really is. I think he's going to rock it. He's used to rocking it. So I think. That's... Uh, oh, yeah. He's got this. <laughs> he's got this song. He's got this, no doubt. We just have to remind him do not put the baby in the briefcase. That's mm. all. Don't put the baby in the briefcase. So I think he's going to be great at this. I know that he's, you know, he's like kind of examining all of his little mistakes and being like, oh my. And it's like, nope, nope. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know what? baby is okay you are doing fine (laughs) (laughs) yes there is a learning curve and he will get it yes and the fact that he cares enough to examine it also shows a lot too exactly exactly you know what even if it's not perfect you're nailing it it's great so there you go so I, i think that's great dr julie's going back to work and then when she comes home, she gets to have great baby time and he gets to have a little time off. And, you know, hopefully, well, I mean, when you have kids, it's hard to get time together, but they will eventually. So, so Dr. Jeff will return at some point in the future. We just don't know when, and he needs his time off and everything's fine. So now we're going to try to sound smart because Jeff is the one who's like smart and we're the ones who are all kind of smart, but also really kind of dumb too it's okay i'm in that group i'm in that group yeah yeah that's it's gonna be tough but i'm gonna give it a go okay okay (laughs) i'm glad that you're gonna sound smart um i'm not promising anything like that and but you know i mean we're our brand is kind of like your dumb friends that are talking about your favorite hockey uh hockey band i almost said your favorite hockey team god i all the words went through my head none of them were team Although was, if we became a hockey band, I would totally be okay with that. Go on tour with the Zambonis. Sure. Um, what instrument would I play? I I can play guitar poorly. You can play guitar poorly. There you go. And the only drum, the only drum beat that I can play is my Sharona, which really oh. is frustrating because I hate that song. <laughs> There's you, We can just write songs that are based around that, my, my Sharona, and just Talk about, I don't know, my my Taves curve. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. That's a, that's a throwback. That's a throwback. That is a first season, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I just got the mental image of the picture that you sent us from the bathroom with the Taves curve. So I'm going to try to wipe that from my mind and remind myself that Meg White had a career as a drummer. And professional musician, Meg White. Was she the best drummer ever? No. She wasn't no. the worst though either. She, no. She, knew, she, she kept a beat. She knew she knew uh, the drummer's role. She did it well. Yep. Yep. We're, yep. we're really good at the smartness. We are very good at smart smarting. We're very mm-hmm. good at smarting. Smarting. Yeah. I like that word. It's really yep. intelligent. Yep. It is super smart because mm-hmm. we are smarting. Okay. So. I, w- I will start off with the soft predictions, guys. And okay. um, I'm just going to say this. I can't remember the score from last night. Don't remind me. I'm going to go look it up. Seven to six. All right. 
I kind of wish, but I'm also really glad it wasn't that. Because <laughs> that would have been really super fucking exciting, but it also would have been very bad for uh, Lena Solmark uh to have them put six goals up on him okay i it was the score that i thought it was okay um so despite the fact that we've only seen five games let's just talk about where we are with our soft predictions so so far they are four and one and that one was an outright loss guys outright loss rare i know and we will talk about that so i had five and one and my loss was to the la kings and i was wrong I forgot to ask Jeff, but that's okay. Uh, Tim, you had five and one, and you said San Jose Sharks would be the one. And that wasn't right. And Nick, you had three and three, but you said that they would win over the Leafs. So who cares? You did have that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You said exactly that. (laughs) They'll win. uh, They'll win over the Leafs. Who cares? So, yeah. So that's where we are so far. I don't want to get heavily into the California trip because, to be frank, I didn't really watch those games. They were on late. I am old. I am an old. Mm-hmm. The LA Kings game, I was awake for, but I was not super paying attention to that. And they won five to two. So it was like, you know, not exactly like on the edge of your seat. You know, good. Bruins doing a good job. It's great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then uh, the San Jose Sharks game, listen to this, right? Because I was house-sitting Gus. We all know Gus. Gus is a cutie. Gus likes to wake me up at like 5 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I put that game on that night on the bed on my laptop after I, I struggled with the, the Nesson 360 mm. thing. I finally got it to work. So I put that on the laptop on the bed and I watched the first period and then I literally just turned over onto my right side and said you know what i'm just gonna take a nap for the intermission and then i woke up in the third period in the final minutes of the third period and then gus decided he wanted to jump on the bed so i had to rescue the laptop so um yeah uh so i didn't really watch that game they won that four to two it was pretty handy whatever and then the anaheim game i was driving home during that but uh they scored quota plus one mm-hmm. seven goals on anaheim because trevor, uh, trevor zegris is um a jerk <laughs> i love how it was like you know okay zegris scored his goal and then he he decided to chirp whomever and everyone and then the, the bruins just said you know what let's just make him eat shit not you know we're not gonna do anything bad to him we're just gonna beat the stuffing out of this this team and they did so i listened to that on the radio on the way up so i was very glad i could listen to beersy and surat for that um and i tried to watch it when i got home but then i fell asleep so yeah at least hampus got his uh yeah i got a video montage it was cute didn't he Uh, get a goal too yes he did yeah Yes, he did. He had a goal in that in that return, which is uh, really good. And oh, and oh, by the way, the most important part of that was the hat trick, the pasta hat trick. And there were so many Bruins fans there. It sounded like a home game. It sounded like a home game. They were very excited. Lots of hats for pasta. Thank God he's finally scored a hat trick because I was beginning to wonder what was going on with that. So, yeah, those were the important takeaways from that game. Oh, by the way, when uh, Derek Forbert returned to the LA Kings, um, I think it was last year, all he got was a welcome back, Derek Forbert, and no video thing, according to what our friends told us. And it was like, that's sad. Like, oh, no, welcome back. So I'm like, oh, it's either a statue or nothing. You either get a statue or you get, oh, thanks. Yeah, whatever. Ah, so then because of the three games that they won on the California trip and Patrice Bergeron had brokered a deal with Jim Montgomery that if they won those three games, mm-hmm. he could have two days off completely. And I think that screwed the Bruins. It's like, I think it meant, and that's probably why they weren't so great against Seattle. Although I'm sure everyone at home is screaming Actually, I say at home. You're probably in your car listening to this. First home game from a road trip. Yeah. That's scheduled loss. Whatever. 
Except so they beat the Islanders that time. I think it was in a shootout and they beat them. Yes. You no. Know? So it's like, you know, I look, we could look at the, the Seattle thing as many things. One hot team, mm-hmm. hot team on the road. Seattle is doing great on the road. They beat the Leafs on the road. They beat, I can't remember other teams, but they were, they have a really good uh, road record. They're really hot right now. I think they won and, seven straight road games. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, one oh, of them I think it's eight the, now, eight or yeah, nine. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So they're, they're doing really great. The Bruins just like, they couldn't put anything together. They didn't really start on time. But also, like, that first goal was not really on Linus Olmark because that was just a fluky, like, mm-hmm. basically bad angle goal with a deflection in his blind spot. It's just like that one, the, the Tolvanen one, I think he should have had that one. Yeah. And then the third goal was an empty netter, so that's, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. But then you had Martin Jones, Bruins legend, Martin Jones. Just goalieing you. I mean, you know, the 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 crack in defense, their strategy was put as many bodies in front of the net, which you have to do with Martin Jones, because when Martin Jones with, with was with um, San Jose, he was not so good. He was good. And then he was not so yeah. good. Yeah, he really hasn't been. He hasn't had a stellar season since his first year in, in San Jose. Uh, right. He, he was a backup in Philly last year, mm-hmm. which says something. Yes. Yes. And I think he's still the backup here because it's Grubauer who's the primary or was. Yeah. They're kind of doing the the 50, 50 thing. Okay. Well, you know what? I think that that's going to be a a trend that will continue Mm -hmm. to happen. It's like, um, why pay one goalie an exorbitant amount of money, (laughs) carry price. Mm -hmm. And then a backup, like, like a 10th of that price when you can have two reasonably priced goalies. And I say that having, you know, uh, we haven't re-signed uh, Swayman to a, a new deal yet because he's, I think he'll be an RFA next year, but he'll be right. re-signed. Mm-hmm. But even then he's not going to be making $6 million. So it's fine. And, and you know, this works for the two of them. Swayman's getting time to really get his legs under him. So I think it works very well. Yeah. So I say Bruins legend. Okay. Because. You know, when the Golden Knights came in and beat the Bruins in, uh, what was it, the, the shootout? Or was it yeah, that time, uh, back in December? The Golden Knights made a joke about Bruins legend Riley Smith. And it's not really a funny joke. Because, right. you know, it's like, okay. But it's really funny when you say it's Martin Jones, because Martin Jones was a Bruin for four days. I still had to put four on my fingers. He was a, a Bruin for four days. Uh, on paper, never was here. <laughs> and even Matt Porter was like, oh, you could tell that like he was playing with a fire against his former team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope you, I, I hope you got a video. <laughs> oh my mm. God. They should have done a video tribute to Martin Jones. <laughs> and just like be a piece of paper. <laughs> like this. No, no, <laughs> the video is like the tweet that Martin Jones was traded to the Bruins. Yeah. And the end of the video is the tweet that he was traded from the Boston Bruins. <laughs> and the four uh-huh. days that are in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it was a combination of factors that made the Bruins lose that game. Uh, they had a couple of days off, which is good for them, you know. You could count uh, chalk it up to to a scheduled loss, and that's fine. And it was their first regulation loss at the TD Garden. If you're going to lose to a hot team in your home arena, mm-hmm. and it's going to be your first regulation loss, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No need to panic. You know, it's just it's fine. Whatever. I would rather that they lose to the Kraken than say. Uh, lose tomorrow to the the um, flyers right. <laughs> <laughs> or lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs who they played last night now that game I don't know I mean I I had plans 
to go somewhere. I was pretty excited about it because other plans had fallen through and I'm like, great, I can do these other things. And I was just, I kept forgetting like, oh, it's the leaves, it's the leaves, it's the leaves. And the leaves aren't in my head. They don't live there rent-free, but you know, that's still a game you want to watch. Yeah, the, with the Habs not being so good recently, mm-hmm. I get more excited when the Bruins play the Leafs than do the Habs. Like that's yeah. kind of the rivalry game uh, uh, these days. Yeah, it's fun to watch rivalry yeah. games. It really is. Yeah. And uh, I too had plans last night and I canceled them so I could watch the game. I hope she's not listening. She's not. <laughs> that is good. She doesn't know my last name. nor that i do a podcast so we're good this is fantastic because Mm -hmm. she didn't know that you came down with a case of the boobs last night okay i got a case of the boobs (laughs) also the (laughs) listeners have no clue what we're talking about that's okay (laughs) we all get it you know i'll get a case of the boobs every now and then and you just can't make a date and you gotta watch hockey instead every single freaking day i have a case of the boobs yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could have a day where i didn't have a case of the boobs okay <laughs> I wish there was some some medication I could give you, but just gotta sleep it off, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. There, there's nothing you can do. There's no way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that basically last night became appointment television. I was like, okay. So I was still like, you know, until the first intermission, I was like, you know what? I think I might. I might just bring my makeup downstairs and I'll put my makeup on and I'll, while while watch the game and whatever and 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 everything. And then we got to the second intermission and I was just like, no, I am comfy and warm. I don't feel like putting on makeup and I got to see the end of this game mm-hmm. because at that point the Bruins were leading three two, and that game. Oh my god, it was like. It was everything you actually really wanted in a game. Oh, yeah. Between the two of them. There was a fight. There was chippiness. There was great goals scored by both teams. Great saves made by both goalies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was a great game to watch. So it's like if you canceled plans last night to watch that game. Good for you. You mm-hmm. you you got a good game. Austin Matthews returned after an illness because he was ready for that game. He wasn't going to return before. I mean, you got goals from Bergeron and Pasta, and I am failing. Noted goal scorer, A.J. Greer. Oh, my God, A.J. Greer. A.J. freaking Greer. And Grizz. And Grizz was the winner. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it started off with Michael Bunting um, scoring on the power play in the first, uh, you know, in the first, like, five minutes, basically. And Bergeron... Took his sweet time to tie it up, but he did it. <laughs> then you go into the second, you had Pierre in Engvall, which is such a weird name. Pierre Engvall. Early in the second, he uh, took the lead again for the, the Maple Leafs. And then Pasta came back in uh, not too much longer and scored. And then AJ Greer gave the Bruins the first lead of the game. Now, at some point, Jack said, the commonality in all of the Bruins losses is that they never want, uh, they never led at any point during the game. And I'm like, shut up, Jack, <laughs> shut it. It's like, just don't, don't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the, the Bruins had that lead going into the second intermission and then ugh, Austin Matthews. Freaking jerk. The, great goal though. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that guy's really good at hockey. And yeah, so I watched the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. Oh, because um, living where I live and not having an NHL center ice subscription, you got to find various streams. So I was hopping around the dark uh, pages of illegal streaming on Sports Surge. But uh, oh. yeah, all of them were Hockey Night in Canada. And of course, they went wild when. Matthews scored that goal as they should. That's the hometown team. But yeah, he hit it out of the air in the, his defensive zone, which was a pass and then skated up ice, received the pass and scored. Like that's a really good shot. That's just a really good play. 
hate that mustache though. And I hated how he's like, Ooh, look at me. I scored Boston. I'm showing up. And like, I'm thinking to myself, you just jinxed your team, buddy. You're going to lose this game. You're not adorable and wonderful like pasta. So stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah. In fact, like the Engvall ball uh, goal was the one that was terrible. It was just like when that, when uh, Olmark let that one in, it was like, Oh, Mm. And, and I think we both said to each other, we're like, well, Mark just doesn't have it right now, does he? And it's like, and then the Bruins strategy after that goal, okay, was, was really interesting. It was like, pile all the bodies mm-hmm. around Olmark. So for a while, that's what they were doing. And then Olmark was like, okay, okay, I got it, guys. I got it. Right, fine. Yeah, but yeah, it was a good goal by uh, by Matthews. It was a tricky little shot and it got in there. So but thank God for Grizzlick, man. I loved it. He's like basically telegraphing. Like if you give me the puck, I'm just going to slap it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel, felt like that, that stick was in the air for like five minutes. And I'm just, I'm mimicking it right now. Yeah. I'm just like, yep. 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 I don't even know. Wait a minute. Is he a lefty or a righty? He's a, he's a, he's he's a lefty. I could watch the goal. Ah, he's a lefty. <laughs> yeah, I get confused because he can play both sides. Yeah. So it may not be his preference, but he can. And yeah, he plays lefty for McAvoy's right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he was like telegraphing the whole thing, like the whole time, like, I'm just going to slap it. I'm just going to slap it. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful because it's like you see so few actual slap shots anymore goals right right mm-hmm. somebody from the blue line will slap it in but the, it, it's very rare that you actually see the goal anymore like that oh man beautiful love that grizz got that goal such a great time to get that goal yeah it would minute 16 remaining in regulation oh. yeah yeah and it was just like and the bruins just they got into their shutdown mode, even when, you know, it, it was like they had six attackers against them. And it was like, oh, beautiful. They got mm-hmm. the, the puck just up the ice enough so that they couldn't really get it down and, pl- and play it. So beautiful, nice win. Good to see a win at home against the Leafs. So it's like next time they play the Leafs in Ontario, hopefully the Bruins will get it. I mean, the good thing about what happened to the Bruins yesterday is that they didn't have the team make a boneheaded decision just before, mm-hmm. but it seems like they made a pretty good decision. Tim, do you want to tell us more about that? While he's unmuting himself, I'm going to watch Grizzlick's goal. Okay. You never see like, he's just like, he comes skating in with a stick already in the air. Yes. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like he got stuck in that, that position. Yeah. It was like, and a, I, like a broken video game animation. He's just hanging out. And I loved it. I was like, oh, there's going to be a slapper. Oh, there's going to be a slap shot. Oh, my God. You know, because I, I love a slap shot. I really do. Yeah. It was kind yeah. of a busted play. Like it was a pass actually to Hall, who's right in front, not a Hall, whoever that centers, I couldn't tell. And it gets the pass gets deflected to the boards and then right in front of, and Grizzly's already skating in. Four, bam. Uh, it looks like it was Krejci. It was the center on that one. Okay, let's see. Busted. Yep. Yep. It just went by Krejci and it went uh, sorted out to um, to. Grizzly. Uh... Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? Instead of Tim, I will talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I was just giving him a chance to chime in, but yeah, I've been a chatty caddy. I apologize. Uh- Okay. No, no. That I I like it. I like it when other people are chatty because I will talk everybody's ears off. Everyone. I used to be really quiet. I used to be really quiet. I said that to my sister on the phone last night. Like, remember when I used to be really quiet? <laughs> and and I told my uh, uh my sister that I um I've just decided that uh my role in my family is um, the lovable pest. Hmm. Like, she's like, you're not a pest. I'm like, oh, but I am. 
And I don't say that as in like, I'm like vermin or like I'm a cockroach. I just say that in like in hockey, it's like a pest is a a member of your team who goes and annoys people on the other team, but you love them. Oh yeah. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Like Brad Marchand is Taurus. So am I, I, I get it. Ah, okay. Okay. He was born on the 11th of May. I am the 8th of May. We're like, oh, yes, I get it. I understand it. Um, Okay, so here's the big news. This is the decision that the Bruins made. And I guess they announced it officially like after midnight or something on the. No, no, they they announced it on the 14th. Today's the 15th. Correct. Yeah. I know things. I didn't see it till this morning because I'm not I'm not checking Twitter for uh, signings. After big Montreal, uh, Montreal Maple Leaf uh, uh, games. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. it I, nobody really caught wind of this until after the game. Yeah. The Bruins have re-signed Pavel Zaka to a four-year contract extension through the 26-27 season with an annual NHL cap hit of $4.75 million. So it's, it's good that they did this because he was going to be an RFA again. And uh, I believe he was going to be arbitration eligible, uh, which he was this past year. Mm-hmm. So why go to arbitration? So it's like, uh, I think it's a slight pay raise from what he's getting paid right now, because mm-hmm. I think he's like 4.2 or 3.75 or something. I guess I could look that up. Let me see. I always have at least one cap friendly window open and uh, I will find it. There it is. Okay. So. Oh, it's open to the Kraken, which is not exactly helpful. Uh, let's see, Pavel Zaka. So this year he's making 3.5. Mm. All right. And then next year he'll be making 4.75. So it is a 1.25 million increase. So no signing bonuses, no performance bonuses. It's just straight up straight like up. that. Yep. So, okay, that's good. That's good to know. Are, are, are they now free to just work on pasta? Is that the, is that the deal? Well, since I watched the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, <gasps> uh, Ooh. They, uh, they had an update on the pasta negotiations. They, <laughs> I, I am forget, forgetting their main like reporter. Is it um, Elliot Friedman or is you. it uh, Darren Drager? Uh, uh, Friedman. It was Friedman. Friedman, okay. Uh, said... I have a Pasternak update mm. um, and I'll try, I'll try to copy his accent. The Bruins in pasta are making progress. I can't really speak to what kind of progress, but they're making progress, which is better than what they were doing before. So all my update is they are making progress. <laughs> that is a, that is great news to hear about the Bruins organization. Yeah, that they're making progress. Again, the amount of times you said progress with his Canadian accent, actually watching it with a few friends, which was nice. And we were just cracking up. We're like, forget about the game. This is the highlight of our night. <laughs> progress. Uh, but that's that's uh, the, they asked, well, what kind of progress? And he's just like, progress. So that's all I got for you. Okay. It's good to know that the, the process is working out that they're making progress. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Between the pasta camp and the Bruins organization. Yes. I'm optimistic that it, I think before I, 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 I don't, I've been like negative on this podcast more than I typically am. I think before I said, why would pasta resign after kind of seeing what they did with uh, young uh, players? I'm backing off from that. I still think a deal doesn't get done till the off season, but that's okay. It's going to be a lot because he'll probably win the uh, uh, Richard trophy, but you, you got to pay. You got, if you want talent, you got to pay for it. Mm, mm. Look, I absolutely adore pasta mm-hmm. and watching pasta, even though the team might not be as great as it is right now mm-hmm. would make life a lot better. Mm-hmm. I shared a reel in our other little private chat today of just pasta being pasta. And it's just like, I just, oh God, I just want to go and pinch his cheeks. I love him so much. And that's a very mom thing to say. I, I get it. But 
I just I I think he's so funny. He's so good on on the uh, on the ice. He's so funny when he's off the ice. How could you not want him or representing your organization? Because I just don't feel like he has like a mean bone in his body. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just, I don't know. I just, I love him so much. And I, I pretty much have since like the first time I saw him down in Providence. I was like, this kid, this kid is way better than everybody else on the team, on both teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch this kid. And he was brought up later that year. It was just amazing. And mm-hmm. I think honestly, having him down in Providence would have been wasting him. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Even though, you know, they had to burn the the first year, basically the entry level slide or something. I, I didn't care because he's adorable and wonderful. And he just uh, brightens up this, uh, this team. I mean, this team right now is just unbelievable. Hey, Tim, what's up? Hey, I'm here. Oh my gosh. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to have you talk about the Zaka thing. Oh, Do you have any God. comments on the Zaka thing? I... I, I know he's good, but God damn it, it makes me sad, still, <laughs> because I still miss Eric Halla. Oh, right. It still makes me sad, but like, I think the overall reaction I've seen from fans has been either a positive or b, okay. What about pasta? So, mm. like, those are basically the only two reactions I've seen. I haven't really seen anything negative about signing him so that's good what i I love about having zaka on this team is i just love even though it's not performing up to what it could be i love the checkmates line i love the name of it i liked calling it the checking line but i think the checkmates line is even better Mm -hmm. and i think having pasta have more countrymen on the on the team is is good it's good for him you still have no but look, you know, Tim, I know you're sad about Eric Howla, but, and this probably is not much consolation, but Eric Howla is a useful member of the, the, the New Jersey Devils. So, I mean, I think that's a good is. thing. I think that's a good thing because that means like his light has not gone out. He is a it, useful player. It certainly has not gone out. And um, I'm glad he's useful for the Devils. And Zaka will probably be good for us. You know, he's a little snake bitten right now. He couldn't. Oh God! He couldn't hit. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat right now. But <laughs> he's he's still getting a lot of assists. He has he has twenty assists on the year, and his career high is twenty four. So I mean, he's still he's still getting in on there. But I mean, yeah, Lindholm served it up for him last night, and he just hit the post. Not even a shot on goal yeah. because he hit the post. Oh man, yeah that that's that's frustrating. I yeah, I forgot about the Howla Saka thing. I am sorry. Like, and I was gonna have you talk about it and announce it. I am an asshole. That's why I thought you wanted him to talk about it. <laughs> no, that was not it. I was thinking about it like, you know, Tim knows the business side, so Tim yeah. can talk about the business side. Just, this was not me being an asshole. God, guys. I, those, mean, I was mean way back in the day. I am a lot yeah. nicer. Come on, meds have helped. <laughs> I mean, like, the, ranting and rage is, goes, goes very well on podcasts. I'm like, all right. VA serving up a spicy dish for us by making Tim talk about his least favorite Bruin. It would have been inadvertent. It was inadvertent. It was just more of a, like, let's have Tim talk about business stuff. So um, I was just trying to serve it up to him. Like it's like his specialty. And then um, that's okay. Uh, I'm sorry that you think I'm that much of an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I mean, four years and 4.75 really isn't that bad. I mean, I really yeah. don't, it's not, it's not that bad at all. I just, I just, I still haven't gotten over it. It is what it is. Yeah. The thing that concerns me is, um, yes, the cap's going up, but most of the 
the the cap going up next year is going to be taken up by overages from this year. Yeah, because like- Bergeron and Krejci are, are going to be overages. So then you have the Mitchell Miller thing, which is not gone away. So if they buy him out, it probably won't be super expensive, but it's still dead cap. Right. So it's like, okay, so now we have like, we have at least 4 million in dead cap with that 4 million increase. So that means you're basically trying to field a team with pasta's contract on this year's salary cap number. And then you haven't determined and, and probably Bergy hasn't determined if he's coming back yet. And right. it will probably be the same thing where he will sign and overages until the next year. And, and, and that's fine because the cap will probably go up again. And we don't know about Krejci. I, I think it's probably one and done for Krejci, but that's okay. And I get that feeling too. let's just enjoy it for what it is right now. I guess I don't want to get too, too far into the future, but there are a lot of, a lot of spaces that are going to be open next season and not as much money to go around so they're going to have to really juggle things and we're probably going to see some people coming up from providence ready or not so that's how that is so we'll put that off to the future we won't have to talk about that right now but let's talk about how david Krejci played in his 999 game last night all of those games with the bruins and tomorrow on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, he will be playing in his 1,000th game against the Flyers. Well, not all <laughs> against the Flyers, but his one ha- against the Flyers, he will play his 1,000th NHL game. So we've got another ceremony coming up, which is so exciting. Another gold stick, silver stick, metal-plated oh. stick. Decor- uh, uh, stick trophy of some sort yes yes so that's exciting won't happen tomorrow obviously because he has to play the game first but yeah that's really exciting to have another Bruins player who's played a thousand games with the Bruins in an odd way he might go down as one of the most underrated I would say the probably the second most underrated Bruin of all time the the first being Middleton yep um but I'm like, oh yeah, Krejci's just kind of always been there, mm-hmm. except for one little year. Mm-hmm. And just, just sixty points a season. Just, just, just clock it. No matter what happens, sixty points. Decent, decent, decent. Yeah. Very. We have talked about this many times as to whether or not Krejci would get a banner, mm-hmm. basically a, a, a retirement ceremony, and and we have compared him to Middleton in that if it does, it will be post-retirement uh but well post-retirement you know middleton was only just a few years ago so i mean that could happen Uh, he is low-key the most important bruin at times Mm -hmm. on this team he's he looks a little rustier this year but he's still putting up points (laughs) you know his speed is not i mean his speed was never a great asset but his ability to slow things down that's that's always been his game so you know so last year where we had howla in the middle uh he was pretty fast to get back up the ice creech is not that guy oh no he's got like six years on howla <laughs> at least he's still uh a steady part of this bruins team definitely a leadership uh position even if he's not wearing the a and I, again, I will reiterate, I never really un, uh, knew how close he and Bergie were because they didn't seem to be ostensibly all that close. And uh, I think Bergie is just so happy to have him back. Oh, Honestly, yeah. they show a lot more affection towards each other than they had in the past. And I just think that uh, maybe a year away was exactly what he needed, mm-hmm. what everybody needed. So Oh, just to kind of put things in perspective, Bergeron, who's having, I think most people are like, oh, Bergeron's playing great. Of course, amazing defensively. Yes. Uh, 42 games played, uh, 34 points. David Krejci, 37 games played, 31 points. He's quietly having one hell of a season. 
Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. Because it's like, how, how do we overlook him? He's just like, I, I'm still here. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. Ready? Mm-hmm. He's another Taurus. He's oh. just quietly doing his job. Mm-hmm. Tell you, Tauruses, we, we make things run. <laughs> he and uh who is it he and connor clifton share a birthday oh cool connor clifton um, who's again having a quietly good year mm-hmm. it's not necessarily showing up on uh on goals and assists and everything although he does have some really spectacular goals like that one where he basically shot uh, had a shot on goal and took his rebound and shot it in was amazing mm-hmm Oh my God. I was at that game and I was like, what? (laughs) Tauruses, we make the world go round. That's all there. You cannot tell me anything different. Anyway. um, Yeah. No, he's just quietly just putting his nose down and and doing his job. Uh, He's always been that guy. He's not big and flashy. He doesn't need all the attention. He works better when you don't pay attention to him. And that's where, where I think he's dangerous because teams, they focus on Bergeron and Marshan and pasta. Do they sit there and go, we got to stop Krejci? No, no. They underestimate him all the time and he can make fools out of them for that reason. So, yep. It's good. By the way, if you were wondering, Krejci's birthday, I think it's like either April 26th or April 27th. I think it's 26th. I know these things. Let's see. I got 28th. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> I was so close, though. 86. Born 1986. Yeah, he's a year younger than Bergie. Because mm-hmm. Bergie was born in 1985. I think that's the year that Back to the Future came out. Oh. I'm going to check. I saw Back to the Future in the in the theaters because I am that old. I, I also love how people are like, oh, Marshan, not, not, not looking like him, his typical self. 34 games played, 38 points. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's, when that's, when that's not yourself, that's a, that's a, yourself is typically very good. Can you honestly expect, uh, say that you expected Marshan to come off of double hip surgery all right double hip surgery which usually takes like i don't know i mean the rehab is like whatever however long like six months or something Mm -hmm. and then it takes you a while to find your game so it took like pasta about a year to find his game Mm -hmm. you know it's like the next year he came back and he found his game could you have imagined brad marsh and just coming back into game action and doing the stuff that he does after the double hip yeah. surgery. I mean, we all thought he was going to fall off a little bit. And how many points does he have? Uh, yeah, going back to it, I've just clicked off. He has uh, 38 points in 34 games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A so. pessimist might say, oh, but 21 of those are on the power play. Uh, okay. Oh, like that's why the Bruins power play is really good. Yeah. I mean, having a good power play is not a bad thing. Yeah. The, the problem with the Bruins always have is getting on the power play. So mm-hmm. that's another issue that has nothing to do with necessarily with Brad Marchand. Excuse me. By the way, um, Back to the Future was born, uh, was born, was released on July 3rd, 1985. Oh. So just a few weeks before the birth of the perfect Petrus Bergeron. So I know that we all wanted to know that because there is a link between Back to the Future and Patrice Bergeron. We'll find that link, but there is. Well, there's a link. I just linked them. Oh, there you go. (laughs) We're really good at being smart. (laughs) We are smarting very good. (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, look, there aren't too many bad, bad things going on with this Bruins team. Are there players who could score more? Yeah. Is that their role? No. No. You got a goal out of AJ Greer last night. Mm-hmm. AJ Greer, who also got a 10 minute misconduct because he and Wayne Simmons got into something. Wayne Simmons last night was like, don't you fuck with me to anybody. He was just like, don't fuck with me, boy. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they went to the box for 10 minutes and it didn't affect anything. Right. 
uh, and then, you know, he had a fight with uh, Nick Foligno. And mm-hmm. I, what I loved about that was after the fight, Wayne Simmons just tapped Foligno in the head, like, good job, guy. Good fight. Good fight. Like, yeah. yeah, like, you know, there's a mutual respect there. Mm-hmm. So I honestly worried a little bit more about the tiff between Greer and Simmons. Like, what's going on here? Please don't be anything really bad. <laughs> I don't think that Greer's that kind of guy, but right. still, I'm like, don't, don't do that. Uh, I will tell you one thing. Wayne Simmons is not somebody I would want to mess with. Yeah. My, my friends were like, why is Felino just holding him? Like, cause he doesn't want to get punched. Yeah. Simmons can punch. Yeah. 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 I like it when players have mutual respect for each other and they can have that fight and they're yeah. like, okay, it's all done. We got it done. It's all done. Yeah. No problems there. But uh, yeah, I know you want, I know you want Carlo to score 25 goals or 25 points, but uh, ain't going to happen. Yeah. But you know what? He's getting up in the the rush a little bit and he's pinching and he's, he's, he's getting up there and doing stuff. So I I mean, I, I feel like when Carlo, I mean this in a good way, when you don't really notice Carlo. Yep. That means he's playing well. Yep. Yep. I think it's the same. It's kind of same with Grizzlick, yep. who's like, all right, yeah, he, he doesn't have to be this. Uh, his role isn't as huge on the Bruins anymore. So yeah, he if he's kind of less noticeable. Of course, he got a big goal last night. Fantastic, second goal of the season. Yeah, it's okay for some players to just do their role and not be superstars, because that's the way a team is put together. Right. Right. I get confused between who is actually playing one LD and two LD all the time. Uh, it's not really important. I don't mm-hmm. really need to know that, except that I just like to know that. Right. So it's like uh, he and uh, and uh, Lindholm like switch back and forth it, within the game a lot. And it's like, OK, I'm going to just say somebody's on lefty and I don't know who it is. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate thing, what you said about Carlo, the unfortunate thing is uh, the first goal you, I noticed Carlo. Mm. Yeah. He was pissed. You, you could clearly read his words, his mouth um, after that power play goal. And it was just fuck. <laughs> like, um, yeah. He needed to not reach like that. He needed right. to actually just put his whole body into blocking that lane mm-hmm. instead of trying to just block the, shot with the end right. of the stick i mean you know, or in, poke in, it or something in slow motion it looks like a very obvious choice he should have made in real time it's harder of course it is but I know. still you're a professional hockey player maybe you make the read a little bit better but I, eh. he's usually a lot better about blocking the lane than that yeah. but it's also like that was just right in the back of the net so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily his strong point right he's better at blocking the lane as you're coming down the ice so like Forbert was a little out of position and pushed somebody in towards the net. And mm-hmm. it was just not a good, good setup right there at all. So it happened. I, I feel like if you get scored on, on the, on the power play, I mean, not on your power play, you get scored on, on your penalty kill. It's not the end of the world, but of course I want the Bruins to be number one in the, pa- uh, the penalty kill because it's fun. They're on the penalty kill so often. big bad bruins big bad bruins all right so oh linus ulmark this is something tim can be happy about linus ulmark is an all-star baby i think at this point barring any knock on wood resina as well (gasps) yep I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I don't I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, mm-hmm. but he's like leading in where he has been leading in all sorts of categories, you know, like last night, if he had let in six goals and the Bruins one by seven or one by one, you know, that would have been bad. <laughs> but, you know, he held them to, to three goals. So that's that's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, Linus Olmark, first time all star amazing i think you know even though the all-star game is not all that important i think it's it's still good for him to be recognized for what he's doing at this point in the season so i'm very happy for him 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I think Glenn said to me, he's like, oh, all-stars, uh, the preliminary all-stars are being announced. And I was just like, the first one that came to mind, I was like, mm. so it's got to be Olmark, right? He's like, yep. I'm like, see, I know. I know. So, yeah, Glenn had mentioned something to me last night, and I'm going to just confirm this. All right. Just give me a minute. Keep talking about Lena's little mark. If you want. I think he's a very nice person. Okay. <laughs> I think he's swell. I, I was expecting uh, somebody else to say something more, but maybe he's a little shy. So I'm just looking at the goals against leaders. And I got to say, Okay, the top three, Ulmark, Philip Gustafsson for Minnesota, and Ilya Sorokin for the Islanders. Mm-hmm. They all kind of, if this makes sense, they look like regular dudes. Like, oh, well, who was that guy do? Oh, he, I don't know. He can do anything. He's just a regular dude. But then <laughs> after that, man, do NHL goalies look really weird. Like all James Bond villains, um, henchmen, mad scientists kind of vibes that has connor, really nothing to do with anything connor Hellybook looks like satan like yeah, and, it, and his, and his, name, his last name has the word hell in it i feel like he leads in you know he leans into that good for him like seriously put a couple of horns on him mm-hmm. yeah and i would think that he was okay it is correct. Okay, right. I would think that he was a devil. Okay, ready? Get this. This is what I was trying to build up to. This is something that Glenn pointed out to me last night. Lita Zilmark has 99 career wins in the NHL. Like a third of them this year. Okay, ready? 50 of them are with Buffalo. And he was with them for like, what, six years or something? One, two, three, four, five, six years. Six yep. seasons. Six yeah. seasons. Okay. That makes 49 of his wins mm-hmm. in a season and a half with the Bruins. Yeah. Change of scenery. Does he some good? That's amazing. I was like sitting there. I'm like, are you sure? And then I had to do the math today. And, it, and he was right. So isn't that crazy? Yep. So Ulmark is having a good time. Yeah, he's going to be an all-star. I'm very excited about it. I will actually watch the all-star stuff i i like the the game is not so much but i'd like the the competitions they're fun yeah especially the fastest skater slap shot and accuracy those are always my favorites right um, especially the slap shot like that's to me the highlight of the all-star uh, events and that's the all-star weekends february 4th i had to look it up yep i didn't know off the top of my head either you know so you know I, I, mean? I and emily benjamin Oh, of course you probably do. Emily Benjamin said that you should vote for Hampus Lindholm because if we have one uh, brand new all-star, why not have two? Mm. But of course, it'll probably be pasta because everybody wants to see pasta. You know, I want to see pasta. Um, And I do have a gig that Saturday. And Uh then I'm attending a hockey game that night. So that's all actually all right. That's a good Saturday. Okay. Yeah. You're attending and not playing. Correct. And then the f- next day on the fifth, I have uh, <laughs> um, I have two hockey games, so I have to double myself somehow to attend both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Just you know, if you rip off one of your arms, I think a body regenerates off of it. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the. the benefits of being albanian american we have that ability oh okay yeah well, that that's very handy it's mm-hmm. very handy so so i that's basically all the stuff that i wanted to talk about um anything else you guys got that you want to mention um i installed a new center console in my one of my cars and now i have cup holders all right that's good to know yeah all right Mm-hmm. I um I have been very brave and I have not been defeated by the coating of snow that we've gotten from time to time because we haven't gotten any real snow. But, oh, just uh, fake snow. 
which is just like uh, gray real quick. Uh, no, no, it's just called nuisance snow. It's it oh, okay. doesn't get too gray or anything. It's just it's just enough to make my driveway precarious. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's basically it. I'm always more worried about ice, but mm. you know. But yeah, nothing else. Nothing else is really going on right now. I'm enjoying uh, being warm. That's what I I am doing. So, all right. Well, oh gosh, we got to talk about games of the, the week. Okay, very quickly. I have no clue who the Bruins play this week. Let's let's. Neither find do out I. Together. We're gonna find out together. And I'm looking. I'm now I'm looking at. Oh, yep. I can watch oh. one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll, yep. you know, we'll do what we can with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though this will probably not be out tomorrow, it might be out tomorrow. I don't know. Um, the Bruins will be playing a huge manatee game against the Philadelphia Flyers at 1 mm-hmm. p.m. on Monday, the 16th. Then on the 18th, they have the first half of a back-to-back, away back-to-back against the New York Islanders down in Elmont. Is that where they are now? On Long Island. That's a 7.30 p.m. game. And is that going to be an ESPN game? Let's see. Uh, No, it's a TNT game and Ah, Nesson. How is is that TNT and Nesson? I don't know. Anyway, um, you might be able to see it if you have the Nesson feed, but you also are probably busy. But anyway, uh, the 19th is the second half of the back-to-back, obviously, against the New York Rangers at 7 p.m. at Madison Square Garden. That is pretty obvious that uh, they should play those two games back-to-back. They're both in the New York area. They probably don't even have to move hotels. That's true. And that's the game I'll be able to watch in its entirety. Okay. Well, there you go. It's probably a pretty good game to watch. Then they have the 20th and the 21st off from playing anyway, and they play next Sunday, the 22nd, against the San Jose Sharks, this time at the the, uh, TD Garden, and it is on Nesson. So it's a 7 p.m. start. Mm. And just in case, you know, I don't get this. You know what? No, I'm not going for the Tuesday game, and this is why, because I've changed up how we record things. It's much easier to edit. I'll get this game out, uh, this uh, podcast out before the next game. Boom. We have four games that we have to talk about for what we think will happen with soft predictions Mm -hmm. as I get back and forth from the um, microphone. here. Okay, so ready. Here we go. We have uh, Philadelphia. Actually, we already predicted that, so we don't have to do that one. So it's only three games, guys. It is the New York Islanders away. The New York Rangers away and the San Jose Sharks at home. So what do we think? Hmm. I'm, I'm easy one for me. One, one and one. Ooh, Nick is going one, one and one. Okay. So wh- who do you think is uh, the, the overtime loss or shootout loss or whatever it is? islanders okay yeah that's a smart smart one okay Mm -hmm. i um i am inclined to go two oh and one and i think the one might actually be the rangers oh so that's what i'm thinking and tim what do you think i think two and one and the one is whatever the second half of the back-to-back is rangers Rangers, yep. Okay, so I've written that down clearly, and I might ask Jeff or not. Any of us could ask Jeff what he thinks uh, about these. And uh, if you have predictions, dear listeners, you can throw those at us. You know, we love to see it. One of these days, we're all, we're gonna get it all together. We're gonna like I'm gonna actually post about these things and get back on Twitter in earnest and do these things. But yeah. Um, so that's how it is. That's good. All right. So those are the games of the week and we're going to wrap it up now. Listeners, you've been listening to barely on topic. We are a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And we like to think that we're your dumb friends talking about your favorite hockey team, not band. 
the hockey team. Okay, so uh, sometimes we talk about bands too. You can find us on our our primary home of uh, recording, I guess, is SoundCloud. That's where everything disseminates from. But you can find us on just about any podcast service that you can think of. You can contact us at Barely on Topic on Twitter or at Barely on Topic Podcast on Facebook. Or you can contact us uh, contact us at our Twitter handles. I am at VA from RI. Whew, it took a while to get through there. <laughs> <laughs> I am at Tim A. Richardson. I am at Nick Baggio. And Jeff is at Dr. Hand Grenade. There you go. And um, okay. Uh, <laughs> do I have anything else to say? Word. <laughs> <laughs>